keeping stuff inside and thinking you can deal with it is the worst thing for me to do. And when I see other people do it, I can see it pouring out of them. What's going on? I can see it, but they're not saying a single word. If you know your friend is going through something that's quite bad, give them a call. A little check-in. They won't answer, but that missed call means the most. It means that you were there. Hello, Daniel, and for all the viewers at home out there, do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself and why you're here today? We got, am I here today? Ooh. It's because I'm getting paid, I think. Just it's because you're getting paid. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I thought, I think we need to ask Files with this question. Files, well, how become he's getting paid? No, you're getting paid as well. Oh, I'm getting paid. Yeah, yeah, but like in Haribo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting paid in Monopoly money. Um, yeah, okay, so thank you so much, Scott, for having me. This is like the first. I just saw a clapperboard. It's a take one. Take first one. Let's show. see if we can get it right on the first one, shall we? Well, we call it the pilot, don't we? Because that but, there may but, not be another one. It all depends if we can get the viewers, I suppose, isn't it? That'd be nice. We or just they could just be listening. They could just be at home while doing the dishes. They could be at home just listening at home doing dishes. Yeah. Or like Faisal. What, what would Faisal be doing at know. home listening right now? He's just on his phone right now. That's what he's doing. Making sure we're getting the, the listenership. I mean, it, it, we've worked together before. Yes, we have. We have worked where, well, how many years ago was that? Let's not say. Why does that show you how old you actually are then? Let's not say that either. Um, yeah. I mean, my background and stuff like that was I did a little bit of teaching. Um, I worked at Gap in the Oracle, just um, just folding T-shirts. Just um, folding T-shirts. Just that folding was your skill, yep. just to fold the T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I kind of did a crazy journey and, and moved into the world of reality TV. Wow. <laughs> you know, you know those things? And the people, like, if, do you know, whatever show is on TV at the time, people will come up to me and get like, you were great on The Voice. Cause, just because The Voice the is voice. on. Yeah. They, oh, they, wow. They, they forgot it all merges together. And oh, so, wow. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so I did, I did X Factor 2009. Um, oh, God, that was quite a while ago. All right, come Do you think people still remember who you are? No idea. So Hope what do you do now, then? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't finished saying my story. Come on. Hang on, like, hang on. Like, she was on X Factor 2009. Yeah. We had a good cast. You had a good cast. Anyone special on it? Ollie Mers. Mm. Oh, my goodness. What He's going to be in the guest next week. Why would you do oh, that? That could be awkward oh, for next week's show. Fine. Okay, one sec. Cancel, Ollie. Okay. Um, I'm not even typing. Um, Stacey Solomon, she's gone and done some good stuff. Mm, yeah, but oh, has she? Yeah, she's has a, she? Who look? Was she married? She's well. She's not married yet. Look at you! Don't this is these <clears> are friends. <throat> oh, yeah. These people are supposed to be coming on the show. I do apologise right. if you are coming on the show. Scott, Scott, I still haven't finished my story. Okay. Come on, here we go. Okay, so let's start again. Back in two thousand and nine, uh, I thought you told me not to do the voice. What? No, that's you've like just speaking. done the voice. I've done the voice. No, I'm not on the voice. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I did X Factor 2009. I came forth um, uh, on the show, and then we went away and did touring and, and uh, a massive uh, X Factor tour that we did in 2010. Actually, the biggest tour, arena tour of 2010 in the whole country. No one beat us, which is quite Nobody nice. beat you? No, tw- 57 shows. 57 wow. shows, wow. Um, and we didn't go home. We were just on tour. And, I, and then I was on tour for maybe six years after that. Uh, six years mm-hmm, yeah. doing the same songs mm, sort of yeah that must affected your mental health uh well we'll get into that oh. um and then um lovingly enough uh a company called the postcode lottery asked me to sing at their events 
They said, oh, would you do a couple of songs at these big events we do? They give away £2 million, and uh, I'd be the entertainer. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's wow. Do that. Yeah, how cool is that? And then later on, it's all built up, and I did a, a project with them through ch- doing charities. I did the Ellen McCarthy Cancer Trust um, and all different charities across what they do. I think they got like 9,000 charities they help. And wow, 9,000. That's 9, a lot of charities. Yeah, we're not doing the promotion for Postcode. Like, <coughs> <laughs> and then we're not sponsored yet. And then... Um, uh, yeah, and then they asked if I'd be the person that does the money and goes and knocks on people's doors and ring people's doorbells. And I've been doing that for six years. Now, I've still been singing. I coach a football team, under 15s they are. Um, they won their first game at the weekend, which is quite nice, 3-2. Uh, and um, and I've got my own podcast as well. So over the pandemic, we um, everyone was a bit upset and we're watching a lot of sadness on, on the news every day and I just thought well everyone's at home no one's doing anything so why don't I just call some friends some people on Twitter that I don't know and say hey let's just talk about some of the best things in your life so that was the first one and we talked about food and travel and music and you know anything that's just generic that anyone can talk about and then I started another podcast called Little Help and um, it's just a two minute daily podcast and it goes out every single day apart from Sunday sometimes we have a special so we have a special guest who tells us some of the best, uh, some of the little helps in there. I'm trying to mix up my podcast. Some of the little helps that are in their in their life, and it's just a nice. They tell us who they are, what they've done, and what information they would give to a younger self of theirs. Oh wow, that's quite a good way of. Well, if someone could actually give my me advice <laughs> from two years ago till now, it would be a completely different person. I well, probably wouldn't be sat here. I'm sure we'll get into that very soon. Um, but yeah, so and then yeah, we decided to work together again, and here we are. Here we go. are. So, Thanks obviously, with your journey that you've been on, mm. um, how did that actually affect your mental health? It's really funny. Mental health is a, a, is a, a, a funny two words, and I feel like the, the, the thing for me is to keep busy. Yep. Like I agree with that. As soon as I stop, then brain starts taking that's over. That's exactly and then how I do it. You start making mistakes, or you start talking to the wrong people, or you start, like, if you keep yourself constantly busy even if it's just moaning about how busy you are which everyone does you know when you're busy you're like oh god i got so much on this week like people say that all the time but i swear that is the only thing it gives you something to actually moan about to have a conversation right yeah 100 percent. and you know i've got some really really good friends and i've had the same friends since i was in like 16 and when anything goes wrong or i I fall okay i'll go to this I've fallen out of every single one of my friends. How and why? Just life. We've just had arguments, and we've fallen out, and then we've made friends again. And I, I swear, every isn't that time, what sign of a good friendship that you can have an argument, fall out, yeah. and come back together again? Yeah, that's what. You, that's the best friend to me because I know that how far friendship. I can push and how far they can push me, and then they work out like, okay, don't, don't do that, don't <laughs> that. That's Dan's trigger there. Don't, don't do that. My trigger is probably loyalty. A big problem with it. I hate. I hate what, people that are not loyal to you. Yeah, no, not even loyal to me. Just loyalty in general. Yeah, really gets under my skin. It gets. It gets under a lot of people's skin to yeah, not yeah. be very loyal. Yeah, and that's but, not even like I'm not even talking about treating. I'm just talking about like in the sense of just who has done stuff and been there for you in your life, mm-hmm. and then sometimes, and this is how you can get hurt. Sometimes you don't get that back. Yes. You could be loyal to someone and don't get it back. But then someone said, you should just pass it forward. So if someone's loyal to you and you don't have a chance to ever be loyal to them, you mm-hmm. just pass it forward. What do you mean? Give it to someone else. Uh, they, you somebody... might not be able to give it to that person who helped you out. They might not ever need you to. 
but you can do it for someone else. And it still kind of counts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's still kind of like, oh, okay, that's that's quite nice. Because you can't always help the people that help you. No, that is very true. And not, that obviously brings me back to the question that I would like to ask oh, you. Oh, you, wait a minute. You've got, you're reading on your piece of paper, aren't you? I am reading from the bit yeah, of paper. Oh, okay. Come on. So. You've got no sound writing. It's Faisal sound writing. Oh, all right, Faisal. You've got no sound writing. Um, so, obviously, we've called it Open Doors, Open Mind. Yeah. It's a mindset. What would you say Open Doors, Open Mind means to you? What's the first thing that stands out to you? For me, is just to, to know that you have people around you that you can probably talk to. I think talking is so important. Like, keeping stuff inside and thinking you can deal with it is the worst thing for me to do. And when I see other people do it, I can see it pouring out of them. What's going on? I can see it, but they're not saying a single word. Yeah. And as soon as you say, how are you doing? <clears throat> How's everything? Yep. That little talking sometimes just Some, helps. It, it might not happen the first time. No. It might be the seventh time that you've asked them. But you just check in. If you know your friend is going through something that's quite bad, give them a call. A little check-in. They won't answer. But that missed call means the most. It means that you were there. Mm-hmm. and you checked in and i think sometimes especially with the name of the title just behind us um to to have an open door to friends and family and anyone else really even a stranger i think a stranger not to my door um who's not a stranger anymore she's uh, a neighbor and and she said that her dog had died and she said i didn't know whose whose door i should knock on so oh, I, wow. knocked, I knocked on yours what and she what I, to I, reach I, out to somebody to I didn't, I didn't know talk her. to didn't know her you know and that and I, I, there's a guy called Johan Harry, and um, he is a journalist, and he suffered with depression for his whole life and stuff like that. And he does these amazing books and talks to all different people about what things mean. And one of his books is called Lost Connections. And this lady in Sweden, she said, uh, when, I, uh, when I moved to Europe, uh, someone told me that home are the four walls around us. So that's our, you know, front door, back door, windows. That's your home, right? In other places that I've been to, home is the whole village. The whole village. Everyone helps out. Where you feel home is where you live. The whole village. Hmm. And it's not just, you know, we shut our doors and we shut ourselves away from someone who we are connected to by a wall. And we don't know their surname or their birthday, or anything, and you've lived there. Or what they're actually going through in actual life. No idea. So imagine that you absolutely cared about who lived next door, or on your street, you know? Mm-hmm. That's imagine, not bad... Instead of just shutting your own door, and guess what? Open door. Open door, open mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I did the voice. Yeah, but you're allowed to do the voice. I've worked with Peter Dixon, and he did everyone's voice. Daniel Johnson. Good evening, Daniel. We have to turn that down in the mix then. That was loud. Oh. <laughs> so, so obviously, the question obviously I've asked already is okay. how did your journey yeah. and everything you've been through affect your mental health? Um, I guess it's just an up and down. Like Ronan Keaton would say, it's a bit of a roller coaster, isn't it? Because I think the things you think that might completely and utterly screw you up mm-hmm. are the things you can deal with. It's the stuff that comes on the side and literally you have like, I didn't expect that and now that's taken my breath away or now that's kind of like knocked me down. And I think that 
you know, when we're thinking about doing this, even today, you were like, why are you so calm? What's going on? And I was just like, well, one, it's the first one. There's no expectation. No one's expecting anything from us, okay? Yeah. And two, this is actually like, you got me in, but this is your baby. You know, you want this to be good. So there's an element of pressure. For me, I'm just Yeah, you are quite calm, whereas I'm quite, I don't know, I feel a bit nervous about it because obviously if we don't, I want to get the word out there and make mm. the that mental health, you're not alone, basically. Um, obviously, I've suffered with it myself. Yeah. And if I had someone to talk to or be my voice and explain what I'd gone through to make it normal for myself, perhaps I wouldn't have gone to such a dark place. But then you wouldn't have started this, and then you don't help other people. Sometimes you might need to suffer to help 10 Hundred, a thousand people. Maybe you had to sacrifice. What I had to go through. Yes. See, I by doing what I'm doing now with you, it helps my mental health. By me helping and making the awareness out there for other people, and getting the support for people out there, or we're trying to get the support and awareness out there that mental health, poor mental health, isn't the end of your journey. It isn't frowned upon. Making it that people out there actually reach out, like you said, reach out, just check on your friend. That's all I had to do in lockdown. It was a case of we kind of banded together and checked in on each other like once a week. We may not have even done it once a week, but every now and then you'd get a text from one of my mates, you're all right, just checking in. And it literally it said, are you all right, just checking in. And each one of us would do it, which would then prompt me to hang on a minute. Luke's text me, hang on, I better text the other boys to see if they're still all right and all the other people that I was dealing with. So that's why I've set this up to do to to get the awareness out there. Really, can I throw something at you as well? You do you feel that that there are a lot of people in a percentage? What do you reckon of people who have mental health? Would you say a hundred percent? Everybody. So basically, everyone is what I've discovered, and obviously the journey that I've been on is that everybody's got mental health. Everybody, as in, it's whether. You can pick yourself up when life's chucking you a curveball constantly. Um, it's when it, you keep getting knocked down and knocked down and knocked down to the point where you can't bring yourself back up again. Whereas normally, if you have a bad day, if you think about it on a normal day, you go up and down. One minute you can be positive, you have a bad conversation or you kick your toe, it affects people. But it's when, like for myself, I basically went down, 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 down. And... I wasn't aware of it. And obviously talking about it, doing the job that I did as a doorman, it was frowned upon to have a weakness. And people see mental health or poor mental health as a weakness, that you must be crazy, you must be broken, that you could flip out at any point. Because it, what's portrayed in movies and the world and how people see it isn't exactly what real life is. And my, what I'm trying to do here with you today, and obviously going forward, hopefully if we get the viewers for it, is basically get the word out there, get the support, tell people their stories if they want people, for me and you to be their voice of what they're going through, help people, guide people in the right direction, show them where the help actually is. That's what we're doing, or what I'd want to do with you, is to show people that you're not alone. You can have make it fun, you can make it, Obviously, when we go and do the next podcast and bits and pieces, it won't be so serious. <laughs> Why so serious? Why so serious? But do you, do you, Scott, do you feel that the term mental health helps? 
I kind of, I don't know why, I just feel you like... Just, you're putting it into it, a box. Yeah, you want it as a box, but even if you just break down the, the words, like in our heads when we were younger and stuff like that, does, does mental was never a good thing. No. Or never even a thing that you would go, oh yeah, I can say this. He's mental. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's not, and I think that's where the stigma as society has brought it around, really. I swear, why do you think guys are not very good at talking about it when girls are a bit better? If I'm brutally honest... It's the macho thing, isn't it, really? Yeah? Yeah, so obviously the reason, obviously doing the job that I did, you had to be a big, hard doorman. You know, it's it's not society that we have brought around in. It's pretty much the way women are. They've got, you know, makeup. That's society, right? Mm-hmm. Men are frowned upon. They must be this strong guy and must be out of support. And nothing gets to them. Like, I didn't cry in front of, which is now my ex-wife, for 20 years. She never seen me cry. But you did cry in that time? No. No, no, away from her? No. I wouldn't allow myself because I saw it as a weakness. And wh- where the hell is that from? Because that's not from you. You're not making that up. You've got that from somewhere else, yeah? Yeah, so basically it's how life was. So obviously before when I was a child and bits and pieces, you go, you hurt yourself, you cry to your mum, right? Yeah. Um, it just because of obviously life and how a man it was portrayed to me how a man should be society um i must be this certain kind of person so you didn't show emotions you didn't allow yourself so if even if i went to cry like at a sad movie i wouldn't cry even in, though in, i could inside, feel myself inside. you know like that feeling that you get you know when you yeah, suck yeah. up no nope. <clears throat> nope not happening and i'd shut it off exactly the same with my mental health. So when I kind of knew something was wrong, but because of it wasn't normal to talk about it, we I didn't. I didn't deal with it. I didn't deal with my mental health. I just kind of blocked it out and got on with it. And it obviously got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. To the point now, obviously, I've got, like I said, I've gone through my journey. Um, I'm having therapy. I've been through therapy. I want to do these podcasts with you and to show to the viewers and listeners out there that what we're doing, you don't have to suffer. Like, you wouldn't treat cancer at stage four when you can catch it at stage one, right? No one catches stuff at stage one. No. Like maybe cancer you but do. But you know like what I mean? If this is a new normal, yeah, if you're starting to feel mm-hmm. as in, uh, how do I say something? So basically, you wouldn't allow yourself, like I did. I didn't know what was going on. Mental health was something you didn't talk about. Like we said, mental, it's not a word. It's not a, no. it's not a unicorn, right? It, you know, unicorn is soft and cuddly and all the rest. But when you say mental, it's, you know, you back away from it, right? Well, in a sense, when you had your job and you're working on doors and someone, and someone said they had a mental health problem, would you hire them? No, of course you wouldn't. No. It, like now, if, if you went into a job, oh, yeah, I suffer from mental health, I've got poor mental health or PTSD, people automatically will treat you different. Will 100% treat you different. Which is funny because, as we spoke about already, we already said probably 100% of the people do have mental health stuff. So the other people are just not saying it, yeah? Is that yeah, what is that it's just going the, on? And that's what I'm trying to do with the podcasting is to get it out there that you can talk about it. You don't, it's, you don't need to be ashamed of having, like myself, I had bad thoughts i've you know i've been through a whole different journey you're not alone just reach out there's someone always there willing to talk like if you ever needed like if i would rather you knocked on my door at one two o'clock in the morning 
than do something stupid. Of course. Well, I, yeah. the, well if you, I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, um, documentaries that have been on lately. You've had the Roman Kent one and um, and uh, Martin Kent's son, who does uh, Radio Breakfast uh, for Capital. And he had um, his best friend, his producer, killed himself. Yeah. And he said, I live down the road. Like, yeah. I could have got there. I, he didn't. And this is, this is the problem I, I always think sometimes. And I think the element of talking is so important. But what do you do with people who don't? Yep. Like, what happens when, like, you back in the day could have lost your job if you spoke about it? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. So how are you good? That's your livelihood. And then you've got a family. And mm -hmm. you've got, you know what I mean? Like, how do you think, okay, I need to be honest and I need to keep my job. Both of those situations I can't do. And just, it, it, it wasn't possible. Yeah. It wasn't possible. As a society, as a world, as the thing, you need that the... the stigma behind poor mental health needs to change it needs to be more aware and that's what needs to it does it needs to change it's not the end of the world because i had poor mental health if you just hit me two years ago i wouldn't have been able to have this conversation with you mm -hmm. um but look at me now two years later i'm sat in a doing a podcast studio it's a very nice podcast studio so what what, what where are we going next i mean what's the what's what's the plan for the future for this uh, podcast? so obviously we want to do a series of it we yep. want to get other guests on so if anybody out there would like for us me and daniel to tell your story or would like to sponsor one of the shows that we're doing and wants to get involved or even make us help us spread the awareness out there you can get in contact through the Berkshire channel our friend raymond that's sat behind there doing the cameras. He's getting name checked as well. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. He's going to obviously put the details on everywhere for us, how to get in contact with us. And, yeah, that's pretty much Watch This Space. We're going to try and do a series of uh, mental health podcasts, get the word out there, generate awareness, and try and get some more support and get the information out there where you can go when you are suffering. I want to hear other people's stories. I want to hear yours. I want to hear mine. I want to hear everyone else oh, that coming in. You're going to need more than one podcast to hear mine, I think. Yeah, that's fine. We can do it like a whole series. A whole series on just Scott Allen's mental health. What what helps you? So, okay, so friends, family, therapy. Is there anything you can do, I guess, like the gym? So, know? obviously, I use fitness. <laughs> yeah. I use the fitness to obviously help um, do what I do, which is obviously I do the training and bits and pieces. It's not for vanity. Uh, when I suffer, I kind of use the gym to release the dolphins, which makes gives me a good feel factor. Um, obviously, that's got to be one of our podcasts. You kind of come a little bit early on that one. Oh, sorry. Yes, you yeah, can't. but what we're doing is like next time. Next time <laughs> on the show, please tune in. <laughs> um, but right, obviously, we're running out of time because obviously the viewers have probably got a little bit bored of listening. Yeah, I don't think they have. I think they're enjoying this. You think they're enjoying it? Yeah, I do. Well, I think the listeners should actually <laughs> comment to see whether they wanted it longer or shorter. Well, do you know what? <laughs> and obviously when you That's see us... Huh? That's a fun poll to do, isn't it? Long fun poll. Who was also the better presenter today? Oh, it's I Scott. don't forget he does this as a full-time job. Scott, Scott, you've won. Oh, I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so, right? Do you know what? Maybe 50-50. Make it easy, yeah. Make it mm. well. You're, you've got more fans than me. He's already moment. annoyed about that situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what do we need to wrap it up? What, what's going well, on? Well, we've actually got a button. Oh, yeah. We've had a jingle done for the button. Yeah, because we had a jingle at the beginning. We had the jingle at the beginning. We've <sighs> obviously got the open doors, open mind. I feel gutted you didn't ask me to do it, but you know, whatever. Uh, what the jingle? Yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> Pfizer. <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, you know I'm joking. I don't want more work. Yes, he does. That's right, fine. viewers, we will get a special jingle <laughs> made by Daniel. Do you know what? If anyone's listening to this and they are good at music, why don't you just make a jingle of what we've just done? Something in there. There might be something that we said. Ooh. Yeah. You know, sometimes you like feel a like... a TikTok. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just think... I just hit the mic. You, sometimes you just feel like you say the same word a lot and then they can just mix that in. Or that you would go, be or good you for, go, your view, for your fans, right? Yeah. Or when people get... Mm. Because mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we do that a lot, don't we? We pretend we're listening. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, this is very good. <laughs> um, right, so we better wrap this one up. Um, we're going to try and get one, hopefully, we're going to try and do one very, very soon. Mm-hmm. We will put it up on our, the Barkshire Channel social media. and The get, Barkshire Channel. The Barkshire Channel. Welcome to the Barkshire Channel. <laughs> we're going to get it out there. Um, it's going to go on all the normal platforms like is Spotify. There's a clock behind us. You keep there is. At I clock. keep I looking can... at it because that's how I knew. Because Faisal said 10 minutes and we've done so far. And I did an see him looking at his watch as well. He's like, come on, need to drive this away. This is supposed to be a promo one. This should be very good, right? Yeah, it's fine. Um, is he, I'm Ray, are you going to take like bits out of this to do oh, the promo bit? Yeah. 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 The sensationalist bits. Yeah, and then obviously the big bits of the YouTube channel, which yeah. is, again, just for the viewers, the Barkshire channel on YouTube. Yeah. Um, right, guys, <laughs> we better wrap this up and I want to push this button. And thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Scott.